Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. An hour ago, we were speaking to Global News uh, investigative reporter Sam Cooper. Today, online, he's got a fabulous story, which basically says that Canadian intelligence officials uh, had warned Prime Minister Justin Trudeau that China had allegedly been targeting Canada with a vast campaign of foreign interference, which included includes sorry funding a clandestine network of at least get this eleven federal candidates running in the twenty nineteen election. Uh, it is uh, an amazing report. It gives you a sense of the 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 sort of the size and the sophistication of this um, uh, covert operation and how well funded it is as well uh, sam cooper spoke to us at four o'clock take a listen to uh, some of his comments particularly the one uh, that he talked about that the fact that toronto and vancouver are ground zero for chinese money influence it's known, at least to me, myself and, and the sources that I talk to, that China's centers of operations really in North America for saturation of United Front and espionage would be Toronto and, and Vancouver. And it, it indeed does connect into uh, real estate investment. Uh, you know, Vancouver, of course, we know how big a story the, the, the real estate and the casinos are. But Toronto, remember, is the industrial heartland, all the factories. Uh, mm-hmm. So the, there's definitely uh, high tech is a major focus. So that that's what this money influence operation is really about. It's about influencing key industries and you know jazz that politicians want to bring jobs to their uh home writings and what's a better way to get at politicians than to put some pressure on those jobs uh, that was uh, global news online investigative reporter sam cooper now the prime minister uh did speak to the report today earlier today uh he was in montreal uh, prime minister trudeau said that canada is creating new tools to protect uh, uh, Canadian institutions against those seeking to undermine uh, future elections. We are constantly working with our intelligence committees and officials. And we've created, as you know, specific intelligence and national security committee of parliamentarians uh, that are engaged in these issues and others to ensure that we are able uh, to deal with uh, more threats uh, in the future. Uh, and we will continue to make the investments and changes necessary to both hold up uh, our rights, our freedoms, uh, and our values as Canadians, while keeping us safe uh, from those who would do harm to those values and rights and freedoms. Prime Minister Trudeau uh, was speaking earlier today. Now, earlier this year, researchers at McGill University said a disinformation campaign against a Conservative Party candidate during the 2021 uh, election was a disturbing reminder of the propaganda tactics that uh, China is using and how foreign actors can interfere with Canada's political system. And they suggested the same thing that very politician was suggesting, that the countermeasure to discourage future disinformation. Uh, They were, of course, talking about uh, a foreign uh, registry that was originally uh, suggested by uh, former B.C. Conservative MP Kenny Chu. Uh, Now, Mr. Chu, who's a Canadian born in Hong Kong, was elected as a member of of Parliament for the federal riding of Steveston, Richmond, 
Diamond East uh, in 2019, but was defeated in the 2021 election. Now, the Conservative Party and those that follow uh, China's covert operations here in Canada uh, believe Mr. Chu's defeat was linked to the propaganda campaign against him by the government of China. Now, Mr. Chu is presently in Warsaw, Poland, where he is volunteering helping Ukrainian refugees fleeing the war in their country. He joins us now. Kenny, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jess. Uh, I was uh, speaking to uh, Sam Cooper earlier in the show today. We talked about um, China's uh, covert operation in our country. And one of the things Sam and I talked about was just the, uh, the sophistication and just how wide-ranging it was uh, in regards to what they're doing in this country, and specifically our major cities, Toronto and Vancouver. Um, did any of it surprise you? Not really. And this is not um, unique to Canada's situation either. Um, anybody who pay attention to um, other countries, other Western democracies, they would realize that the, the same pattern uh, has been... Um, you know, serviced around the uh, around the world from Australia, New Zealand, the United States, United Kingdom, um, and some of the European country as well. So this is not something new, and this is not something that specifically tackling or um, focusing on Canada. However, uh, I believe they they are very sophisticated and smart. They will uh, be able to determine. Uh, which country is the weakest link. For example, the Australians, they have taken measures to safeguard their own national security uh, much more advanced than than Canadians. And so therefore, Canadians have, has been viewed as the weakest link, um, you know, subject to further uh, interference and uh, exploitation. Now, you had, uh, when you remember, a parliament talked about a foreign influence registry. Uh, that registry, do you think that would play a significant role in perhaps curtailing some of what is happening, specifically, uh, you know, illegal funds going to um, push specific candidates? Um, you know, none of this stuff, none of this money is ever um, accounted for. Or people aren't aware of it. This is dark money in, in, our, in our politics. Would those types yeah. of things uh, be stopped or slowed down or impacted? Or is this more about lobbying? Well, just just like no law is going to uh, eliminate crimes from happening in our society, um, my proposed uh, legislation would also not be able to stop this. However, it's going to do two things. The first one is uh, it's going to set out a very low minimum bar. It's not gonna. It's not gonna sacrifice anybody's rights in conducting uh, their their business, um, albeit you know even if it is clandestine um, business that they they were acting on behalf of a foreign country, they can continue to do that. We're just putting it under the sun, as uh, somebody uh, you know once said, the sunlight is the best disinfectant. Now that's the first purpose. Um, so that um, journalists such as yourself, CKNW, and other, uh, you know, responsible investigative journalists can actually follow up and trace the money. Now, the second, perhaps um, more, even more important um, factor or purpose um, is that Canada would be able to send out a loud and clear message to the world of Russia, Iran, and China 
that we are paying attention. We are securing our national security. We know what you're doing, and uh, we are watching you. However, the the lack of such registry, the lack of any steps taken to to safeguard yourself, it's actually sending a reverse message that um, you know we we are we don't care. We don't see this as a serious threat. Uh, we will continue to operate uh, in a complacent manner, and and so come and we welcome we welcome you to to interfere and impact us. Mm-hmm. That's not the message that we want to send it to uh, these countries. Now, Kenny, last week we heard of um, the federal government saying that three Chinese companies had to disinvest. Uh, from um, three Canadian mining operations. Uh, Does this mean that finally Canada is heading in the right direction? This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, I would argue that these are things that we should have done maybe perhaps, you know, five years ago. Um, and it's definitely, a, you know, steps that are, that are heading in the right direction. However, uh, you know, in answering some of the uh, reporters' questions, the prime minister today said that, you um, you know, he, he quoted the establishment of National Security Intelligence Committee for Parliamentarians, uh, a House of Commons subcommittee, uh, as, as an answer, as an action, as a proof of what he had done to secure our national security. And I mean, it, if, if establishing an internal committee would have stopped um, predatory countries such as Russia, Iran, and China from exploiting Canada, well, we should have 10,000 of those committees. However, you and I both know that this is just a fallacy. It, it's not going to do anything. It's not going to stop them. Only legislation, only very clear message that we sent to these people that, uh, you know, we're not up to, up to you to interfere. We're not up to you to, um, to play with our democracies. Then, you know, with, 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 um, with the legislation that, that has teeth, then we will be able to send out uh, a proper message. However, I don't see that coming anytime soon. Mm. You know, uh, I think back to my time uh, as an MLA, you get involved uh, or invited to many uh, community groups, and the vast majority of people at these community groups, um, particularly large diaspora communities like the Chinese community, everybody is there because it's a community organization. They care about being connected to their to their community, um, and they do lots of really great volunteer work. But those very volunteers, much like the elected officials who get invited, may not see the broader 
aim, the broader um, influence campaign that is uh, going on. How do elected officials, in very practical terms, protect themselves when there are so many tentacles of the United Front, uh, which is the sort of the, the, the organization that does the covert uh, work for the Chinese government? How mm-hmm. does, uh, in, in practical terms, and you've been a member of parliament, how does one protect oneself and, and the country when, when there's so many of these organizations and so much potential influence, even though it's very quiet and behind the scenes? I, I guess whenever you are advised, um, whenever you are suggested to take a stand or an action uh, that would go contradictory to what your conscience of or what is the Canadian values. Say, for example, the House of Commons in 2021, we passed a motion citing that the uh, what's happening in Xinjiang, China against the Uyghur Muslim uh, fulfills the definition of genocide according to the UN. And and that's something that, uh, you know, one can argue that is motherhood. And yet, I guess there are still member of parliaments of Chinese descent, uh, all from the liberal side, who decided not to vote. Any of them had, had been talked to? Uh, has any of their supporters been suggesting to them that this is too controversial to the motherland and therefore you should not? Um, I don't know. Perhaps journalists such as yourself should ask that question. My point is, uh, a lot of times at these uh, critical moments, uh, when Lancy Pelosi is visiting Taiwan, there are full-page, front-page ads that being bought by uh, Chinese associations condemning uh, Nancy Pelosi for, for visiting Taiwan. Now, what does that have anything to do with Canada? Um, when, when Hong Kong passed the national security law suppressing, suppressing human rights, freedom of speech, even freedom of thoughts, um, again, the similar organization used a lot of money and buy a complete full-page ad you know, celebrating and encouraging. And then all these money, all these clout that that been shown, a lot of times are impacting our, our, our political leaders and has left an, an impression on them. Uh, I got to say, Jess, however, uh, you know, in the day and age that we're in facing anti-Asian racism, it, it is fundamentally wrong and mistaken if you think that only um, you know certain ethnicity uh, are capable of being corrupted. Uh, it, that is farthest from the truth. And in fact, the Chinese Communist Party had been using, has been uh, hijacking this this anti-Asian racism as a as something to unite all the diaspora. And and therefore we know that they they are capable of corrupting not just you know Chinese politicians or any other politicians who who are looking for influence, EC fundraising, uh, fundraisers and sponsors, um, or perhaps even influence uh, in China uh, or in other certain policies. So we got to be very um, diligent. Uh, we we need to be very cognizant of of all these attempts. And especially for for public office holders, uh, we always need to to ask ourselves uh, these votes, these positions that we are taking, are we reflecting Canadian core values? And and I guess that's the litmus test that we uh, we all have to ask ourselves. Kenny, thank you so much for your time today, my friend. Look forward to chatting with you in the future. Thanks so much. Thank you, Jess.